Hello, and welcome to the Cash News Podcast, informative conversations about all things currency and cash. We'll share insights on the issues affecting the world of cash today, like cash security, payments technology, and the cash supply chain. Your hosts, Tom Meehan and Sean Ferrari, hope to inform industry professionals and support better cash security and management by sharing the latest information on trends, strategies, and technology. This is the Cash News Podcast. Now, here's Tom and Sean. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Cash News Podcast. It feels like, you know, we haven't talked forever, Sean. Sean, say hello to everybody. It feels that way. Yes. Hello, everyone. How how are we all? Although, you know, it feels like we haven't talked in a while, but last time we talked, we said, you know what? Once again, Tom, we told the future. We said interest rates were going up, inflation was going up, get ready. Yep. I, yeah, I think and what happened? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, I said it was at a meeting, not funny, but it was at a meeting. And I kid you not, John, the topic came up of like, does everybody really understand inflation? And I was like, actually, if you listen to our podcast. <laughs> so I, I think it's not funny, but it is funny how we, we are. Maybe it's just that we, we understand what's coming. But I think it happens to be that we talked to a lot of people, right? Like, so we knew that that was coming. Yeah, and yeah. Coin keeps coming up, which I'm confused about. I, I did a, a webinar earlier today and the topic was cash is dead. What do I think of that type of thing? And, <laughs> and so I was like, wow, you should listen to the podcast because uh, you'd hear that all the things about it. And so probably on purpose, right? We talk about it. I know Sean, as you can yeah. tell, he's ready to go. He even has, he's got his jacket on and he's ready to fire. He, he has, <laughs> it's be a short one. I'm running places today. No, I just, you know, we wanted to make sure we had time to talk a little bit today. I mean, it's funny you mentioned the whole, like you were on a, a webinar and it's like, oh, cash is dead. So this week, Earlier this week, I was in Nashville, Tennessee, not to mourn the passing of whoever, someone just died. Was it? I don't want to say the wrong person. Was it Ashley Judd? Is that who died? It's definitely Judd. <laughs> this is why we're the cash news and not yes, like exactly. So, so we're check <laughs> it's Naomi Judd. So I knew it was Judd. No. Oh, good. I killed the wrong person. Good yeah, God. Yeah. So, okay. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Ashley is. The daughter, right? Ashley Judd. Oh, Mom, okay. There you was, go. So you're close. I, it was Again, a judge. This is so, why we talk about cash. Yeah, this is why we talk about cash. Cash, currency, <laughs> consumer trends. Yeah. We want to know about risk. We can talk about that. We can talk about everything protecting money. Don't ask about, about current events that don't have to Yeah, don't, that. don't. So I, I ended up being there at the same time, having nothing to do with, with it. However, it was a payments conference. It was the Smarter Faster Payments 2022 conference by the NACHA organization, the National ACH organization. And there were probably about 1,500 people there, mostly banks, you know, all learning about the ACH network and what's going on with electronic payments. Among other things, there was they had a lot of different track sessions going on all the time. There was one topic that was I don't want to I don't want to call it the wrong thing. So I'm going to look at this massive schedule of events that they gave me here and try to find the name of it. But it was essentially a session. This is this is what I was like for two days. I was like, what? I don't. Where am I? I anyway, um, the, to- <laughs> the topic was essentially cash is dead. The end of cash as we know it. Come here about it. So I was like, okay, well, I'll go listen to this. Why not? This should be entertaining. So I'm in there. There's a bunch of other people in there. A lot of people from the Fed and the cash product office were in there too. Clearly, we all wanted to hear about how cash was going to die and we were all going to be looking for new jobs and, and what have you. So their first slide, this, this will harken back to one of the topics we, we had, Tom, where we were talking about like newspaper headlines and then the actual story, right? Not necessarily relating. So I go in there, I sit down, and the first slide is, of course, cash is dead. And then for the next 30 minutes, 
sat there talking about the digital onboarding of customers at banks. I'm not quite sure how it related to cash being dead. They didn't even try to prove a point of cash being dead. They just asserted cash was dead. So we now need to digitally onboard everybody at banks. And then their last slide, you know, a half hour into it was, okay, cash might not be dead, but it's not the king anymore. And that was it. So it was just kind of another one of those examples of headline grabbing to get people to show up somewhere. This one didn't even make an attempt to talk about cash or anything about cash. So everybody was a little misled on that one. Other than that, I shouldn't say the whole conference was like that. Most of the conference was actually very good. And it, it talked a lot about all sorts of electronic payments and how banks are adjusting their technology suite to be more user-friendly, meet, meet consumers where they are, not get left behind as technology is changing, all those, those sorts of things. Lots of talk about interoperability. So when new systems come on, so like the FedNow system, for instance, or real time with the clearinghouse, as that stuff comes on and payments are actually happening in real time, you know, what happens if folks are operating on different networks? How is that interoperable? There's still a lot, and we've talked about this too, there's still a lot of, of talk about cross-border and how, yeah, you know, it might be great that we get these systems to operate, even if they are interoperable within the U.S., um, and that's still a big if, but assuming we can get that nailed down, what happens when you're trying to jump borders, and how do you make them interoperable to settle in near real time across borders? And that's when you start layering on. There's a lot of talk on what slows this stuff down, and what's really, I think, becoming clearer now, or at least what kind of stuck out to me as we, we had these conversations over the past few days, was the technology is there to do this stuff. It's not necessarily a technology problem. It's very much a regulation policy all the stuff that gets layered on top of the technology to make this stuff work. So who has to review it? What's the technology that's looking at AML risk or, or compliance risk? What's the technology in terms of privacy controls or whatever you want to consider it, but there's stuff that's going on as these payments are on, coming into the network and out of the network that essentially slow it down or in some cases stop it. You know, that was kind of one of the big, takeaways was was that it looks like we're at the point now where yes for for the longest time we were operating on old rails and batch processing and all that sort of stuff and we're at the place where a lot of companies and the technology is there to get away from that but one it's a cost so companies right they have to adapt their systems and a jump to the new rails and that comes with some sort of IT load and and cost to do that but once that's done it's really more of a policy question on on how it works and how fast it can go so but everybody's everybody's getting there. So th th those were like a lot of the different, a lot of the different talks. There was some CBDC discussion as well, or just again, kind of like we've done here. There's a lot of level setting I think that still has to go on, e even with folks in the financial industry, uh, all the banks that were there and everybody. There's still a lot of confusion that when we say crypto or CBDC or Bitcoin or blockchain, everybody thinks it's the same thing. And we've we've tried to say, no, guys, it's it's not. There's very different, <laughs> different things. And what was actually interesting was there was a, a gentleman from the OCC that was there, a lawyer from the, the Comptroller of Currency Office. And he was talking about some of the, the crypto regulations they have put out in terms of banks' ability to store the asset of crypto. And he was basically talking about stable coins and USD stablecoin, really. And that was really what he was talking about. But one of the gentlemen on the panel with him said that the regulation reads as though it's all crypto. And you have to really look into a footnote somewhere, you know, halfway through in a tiny footnote that says, 
what I'm really talking about here is USD stablecoin yep. because the others are very different. And then, you know, taking it one step further, it was kind of like, if you're talking about that USD stablecoin, you can really think of it and the same sorts of rules and regulations apply from a, a bank storing the value on it that would apply to like a, like a gift card, almost like a non-bank backed gift card from anywhere else, which is kind of interesting. I found that kind of an interesting kind of thought in terms of how to, I'm not sure they're exactly, you know, they're obviously not exactly the same, but I mean, from his point, the policies around them and how you safeguard them and store them and stuff could be the same. So, interesting thought. Anyway, I threw a lot out there at people, but that was kind of, kind of some of the takeaways from the, the summary the summary of the conference. So you got that big panel and you just summarize the conference in like four and a half minutes. No, I, I think, so let me just clar put one clarifier because I've done multiple conferences the last few weeks. The most recent conference was actually in our industry and the questions were more geared towards what was the impact of COVID. And, and I jokingly kept referring to the, the podcast because the podcast really is all of the questions they had, we really do talk about on the podcast and that consumer behaviors changed, but that doesn't mean cash goes away. And actually even made comment on it. We got to wait for the consumer, you know, the, the Fed to come out with their next dire study. And because I ran out of time, I didn't get to go, well, I can tell you about the last one because we talked about the podcast. <laughs> you know, we actually, so uh, it's both sides of the spectrum, right? Some of this information that, that these very absolute definitive statements without any backing that it dies sets some retailers and some other people into this, this almost irrational fear of like, what's going to happen versus really talking about it openly. And then I think it's, I'll say this as this is my opinion. And I think it's important for me to say this. It rides your agenda, right? If you're responsible for digital payment, of course, you're going to say digital payment's going to win. Like, I mean, like, so we're humans, right? We're going to be, we're going to keep what we think is important to us. And that's why I can say firmly that I'm really neutral in it. And uh, we protect cash, we protect product, we do all sorts of different things. And the reality is that the real answer is things are changing and they're changing so rapidly that it's confusing. And that's what I hope the listeners get is that like, it's easy to confuse digital currency with cryptocurrency because the media, and then we, we cited this, said an article about the banks going away because of GDBC, but then the whole entire article that I was about cryptocurrency, it's like, you're a major, major media outlet, and you're actually crossing the two, and they're not the same. They don't have the same risk. They don't have the same use. So I think a lot of it's changing. I do think we'll probably, for the group, because I know this is going to be a real super short one, we're almost wrapped up already, we probably will revisit inflation, because I think now that I've heard so many questions about it, I think it might be good if we could find someone to come on and talk about what it really means, because the questions that I keep getting on LinkedIn as direct messages are cash handling costs. And that's not my expertise. So I'm not a loan expert. I'm not a finance expert in that space. I can help with the risk indicators. But some of those questions, I think we'd be better served. Uh, Sean and I definitely will have the answer 90% right. It's the 10% that we won't. That <laughs> oh, but we could go We could go way wrong in that last 10%. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, when we were, we were talking about like some of the financial apps and they're like, we're not making any advice on what you should do. Just talking about the apps. So yeah, I, I think we're definitely going to seek out some some guests to help us talk through it. And then, man, I, I just thought, because you're, you're more in tune to this, the coin thing keeps coming up. It does. It's yeah, it, keep, it keeps coming up, and it was it was mentioned even at this payments thing. Somebody brought it up. Kind of seemed like out of left field. Everybody was talking about like digital payments and all this sort of stuff, and they're like, "Oh, and we've got this coin issue." It's like, what? Okay, but that's the way it is. I mean, it, that's what people recognize. You know, you mentioned the the payment apps, and the other thing that kind of struck me sitting there 
listening to some of this stuff is we get so caught up in our own circles about the definitions of things and how things work that we forget sometimes how it looks to the consumer using this stuff, right? They talked a lot about Venmo in, in this case and PayPal and there were people from PayPal there and, you know, talking about the systems and people, and, you know, there was kind of this, like, even a lot of the banks were kind of asking like, well, you know, you've got Zelle, you've got Venmo, you've got this other stuff. That's real time, you know, what are we doing? And then, you know, everybody, of course, who actually has real time networks, well, you know, like the Nacho folks that are are organizing this, the the clearinghouse who's running it, the Fed who runs real time rails, the Fed who's putting in Fed now is like, that is not real time. Why don't you people understand that it settles like hours later? It's all this, and it's like, okay, you know what, but from a consumer standpoint, <laughs> It's like it's it, real time it, for them. It's real time for them. And they're just seeing it as real time. They're like, yeah, but no, it's not real time. I'm like, okay, we have to remember that. And you have to be able to explain it to people, right? You know, yeah. You're going to lose every, and they're talking about marketing. It's like, you're going to lose like everybody in America. If you start going out and saying Venmo is not real time, but this other product is because it settles quicker. You're like, but do I get my money at the same time? Yeah. Technically, no, but it looks like you do. So, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's, that's also the risk piece that I always talk about is that for small transactions, Venmo will work, but you can't at this stage, you got to have it backed by a credit card. There's there's always a secondary payment when you get higher, like it isn't real time. And so to my, my point is we're getting too far in the weeds for the consumer because the consumer goes to CVS and buys something. And when they, it tenders it and leaves and they get that message that says you bought it behind the scenes, you know, that's the same argument of like posting on credit cards, right? Like you go to stores and they have to say like, you know, just so you know, it might take up to three days like to get your, your money back. That's just them avoiding someone calling in five minutes and saying it. But even then behaviorally, it's still real time, right? Because you're done. You left then you have that other money on your credit cards. So you don't think about it. I think that that's the piece here is to educate people on what the consumer impact is. And we always talk about this, like with our group, what do we always hear? Like, this is what's happening. And again, it's happening in your sphere. You know, yeah. that's why when we have guests that are very wide reaching and they come in and talk about 50 things, it's interesting. And the analogy comes back. We know this, right? We know that if, if you're in CBDC, what are you going to talk about? Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. If you're a crypto person, like no crypto person will ever, in my experience, again, this is a very general statement, talk about cash, right? What are they talking about? Oh man, I'm at the conference. Some guy was walking around talking to me. He's like, oh dude, you should, you got to, this podcast has the wrong name, dude. Like <laughs> it's done. And this literally said, I never met him before and I laughed. And I said, well, we talk about crypto. He's like, oh, well, if you put that in the name, it'd yeah, be amazing. Yeah. But like the whole point is like, that is because he's a crypto guy. So that's what he believes. Yet the call I was just on, it was all guys who moved cash around, right? It was all cash people. So they're talking about cash. We are in that ecosystem. And we're also victims, all of us, of trying to, def sometimes it's it's by accident. We defend it. Even I do it, right? Talking about cash is not dying. Instead of going like, no, it's changing, guys. I'm not being realistic right. about this and talking through it. So why are we always talking about the same things for people that are listening? Because everybody's talking about the same things. Inflation, we're going to talk more about. I think it's going to be a very interesting next few months for all of us. And hopefully it's a few months and not a few years. And then I think that there's a lot going on in the world. All right, man, closing statements. I think but we the last time we talked, you were on your way to Mexico, I think, for some other conference or maybe vacation. Yeah, a conference. I did yeah, a little vacation there, but both. Yeah. yeah, no, enjoyed Mexico. Mexico was good. I'll, we can talk more about that. 
you know, perfectly kind of summing up my final thoughts here would be I read this article today talking about the, the crossing of physical and cryptocurrency in Fort Worth. So for folks that don't know, Fort Worth is where we print uh, a lot of U.S. currency, Fort Worth and D.C. So there's a Bureau of Engraving and Printing in Fort Worth. They print a lot of money. The city of Fort Worth just decided to purchase, I think it was like five Bitcoin miners to put in their like government building or something uh -oh. and, and mine Bitcoin. So now you've got Fort Worth mining Bitcoin and producing currency. Uh -oh. That's the world we live in. <laughs> and why are they doing it? Because they need to see what happens. I have no idea why they're doing yeah. it. I, I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I, I'm really interested in that now. I think you just came up with another show topic. Sean, I think we need to talk about money printing because people still think the Fed yeah. is money. It's a misconception, right? Yeah, they let's maybe we'll print. talk about that because they act, there's actually some stuff to talk about in a new facility in DC too that they got some approvals over the past couple of weeks. So let's talk about that next time. Or that is, that's soon. a good topic. It's like inflation. I think inherently the two things that I learned, I, I knew that money wasn't printed at the Fed, but when I did join, I didn't realize, you know, I started Control Tech I didn't realize how the Fed operated. So you can help with that. It's great educational, you know, how they're elected. You know, all of those things are really, really interesting. So with that, we're, we're, we're making it fast on purpose. Hopefully you're watching us. It's good to, to see everybody or it's good for you to see us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. And we will talk to you in uh, in about a week, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what episode number it is. That's why I didn't uh, mention it. Yeah, we don't and know. At it's... this point, it could be episode 35, 50, but we're, we're here. And we I don't, don't think know. we're going anywhere, at least unless Sean leaves. If Sean leaves, then I'm out. No, I'm here. You're stuck. Here All I right. am. <laughs> Have fun. Everybody stay All safe. Right. All right. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Cash News Podcast. We hope you found this episode insightful. Don't forget to like and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, and be sure to visit us at thecashnews.com to stay up to date with the latest on the world of cash. Thanks again for listening to the Cash News Podcast.